Here at She's in the Game, we acknowledge that this episode is recorded in the lands of the Wongal people and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening with us today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She's in the Game and because... Our DMs are flooded with requests to do another. Um, no, but seriously, they're not. Maybe not flooded, but we definitely do get requests um, to do Q and A apps. Um, we're going to give you guys a little treat and do another Q and A app. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted a question. Um, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, first one that came through, I put it up while you guys were playing yesterday. So everyone was sort of in cricket mode still before the the last game of the year. But first one that came through, uh, favorite part of being a cricketer. Oh, um, I mean, we're so bloody lucky. I pinch myself every day, I reckon. And at the fact that our job is to play sport and to run around out there with um, a whole bunch of people who deeply care for us. So I think, um, gosh, I, it's hard to just pick one thing, but I think probably just being in a team of, yeah, really great people and being surrounded by um yeah, girls who you become lifelong friends with, I would say, and being able to ride the highs and the lows. Like I think that's why I love cricket so much um, and why I probably gave away golf was that it's a team sport and, yeah, you ride the highs and the lows with them and, you know, you do, you go through pre-season together, you grind it out out in the field with them when, when you haven't taken a wicket all day um, and just, yeah, probably just being able to have such a support network around you, I would say. Yeah, I completely agree with the people you find yourself it's meeting. Really cold in here. It's always freezing in this room, but um, we push on. So I put the longie on. I don't wear my longie yeah. ever. Um, but in terms of like, I completely agree with everything. Um, and yeah, love that aspect of um, building connections with people who are all set for that common goal. And yes, it's winning, but it's also becoming better people, better mm, cricketers. Totally. And one aspect that I've always loved about cricket, um, especially T20 cricket, but it's becoming the case in 50 over cricket now as well, is um, it only takes one moment to change the whole entire game. And you may feel like you're having the worst day ever, but if you take a screamer or mm. you bowl a ball that um, is an absolute seed, like you change the game. And I love that aspect of you're never out of it. Um, you, crazy things. Everyone totally. says crazy things happen in cricket. Um and that aspect of there's good, bad, there's more bad days than good makes me um, love the the good even more. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think also like, I mean, yeah, we get to travel around, we get to see so much. And um, when you're away on the road for long periods of time, I mean, I was away in England for, for three months, you know, yeah. the, the team almost becomes a home away from home and they become family. So it's even more special to, to be in, in a team like that. So yeah, definitely. Uh, second one that came through was our thoughts on how good Soph Molyneux is playing after her first uh, comeback game after what ended up being close to 18 months away from the game after an ACL injury. Um, you were down there. How how good was it to see Soph back? Yeah, I mean, from a from a friendship point of view, um, yeah, I've been, I used to play with, with Soph at the Renegades and um, got to know the character that is Soph Molyneux and she's just such a amazing chick. So to see her... Um, I mean, 
firstly, first of all, when she was injured, it was absolutely devastating and um, something that you don't wish on anyone. So to see her, um, you know, work really hard throughout that rehab period, um, go through a couple of setbacks, you know, um, she was really driven to, to come back. She went over to America and worked with the knee guru and to see all of that hard work pay off and step out into the park against us this week was definitely really special. And unfortunately, she did really well for us, unfortunately for New South Wales, fortunately for her. Yeah, she was able to to come back and bowl extremely well. She took six for in the second game, which is amazing, especially on a wicket like junction that's literally the M5 an absolute road so to see her yeah take wickets and and just be so nagging and consistent at the stumps and also do really well with the bat you know she looked very solid just it just goes to show how much and how hard she worked during that uh what's it called return to play period for sure it's also cool to see that she's come back straight into that leadership role, which means every moment that she spent off the field, she was still um, connected with the group. She was still working really hard to make sure that when she came back, she was going to be in the best headspace as well to be totally. able to lead that group. I think a lot of times you see players come back from injuries or um, even a mental health break and they, they shy away um, necessarily from having that extra responsibility because they just want to make it a smooth transition. But it shows the the character of Soph Molyneux and the hard work she's been able to put in, comes straight back in, leads us side that hasn't won many games and um yeah leads them really well brings that group together um so yeah very exciting time even like I guess um during the big bash she was unable to play for the renegades but she was still around that group really embraced that leadership role and um I could imagine at times that would be really tough for her knowing you know the FOMO that that you know, her gameplay is just within reach and, um, yeah, still being around the team environment is, is amazing to see that she's really embracing that leadership role. And off to the, the WPL very soon. So exciting. Yeah, uh, can't true. wait to watch that, actually. Um, speaking of India, there's a test match going on currently as we're recording this. Um, someone's asked thoughts on a five-day test for the women. Well, we've seen glimpses of it. We saw um, the Ashes test last year change this year year, um, in England. Feels like last year. I know, right? Um, It almost will be. Yeah, true. That's very, very true. Um, Transition after the um, crazy match that happened in Canberra the year before um, the last ball, one wicket needed, all the scenarios that were played in that test match and fit into four days. And you imagine um, how incredible it would be over five days. So I'm a a massive fan of it and you understand why it is four days at the moment because we only play 50 over cricket and transitioning. Um, We see a lot of um, three-day tour matches when Aussie play England and England vice versa play – Sorry, England A, mm. vice versa play, Aussie and all, all these different situations. But, um, yeah, to see five-day tests as now the highest level uh, of long-format cricket, I think, is the progression. And uh, the test in the, at the moment is, is four days over in Eng- India and they played against England in that four days. So I think it, it's definitely um, the conversation that nations are having, though, now. It, it's not, okay, we, we're just playing four days. It's do we want to play a four or five-day? Mm. Um, and I think slowly it will transition to every test match is five days. But you can understand why at the moment it is sometimes still four days. Yeah. I mean, why not give the extra day? You know, r- cricket is such a annoying game at times, you know, a little bit of rain and that could uh, take up a whole chunk of, of the day. So, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, the Canberra test and, and other tests be rained out. Um, so it was handy, especially for the for the England match when there's always wet weather lingering over in the UK to, to have that extra day to actually create a result, I think is, is really important. So yeah. I'm all for a five-day 
test. It doesn't sure. mean it's going to finish in five days no, either. No. Like it could be like any other test match and finish in three. You exactly. You could have it. You gotta have a stumble. Exactly. Uh, professional and personal goals for next year. I love the fact that it's not just yeah, professional. Yeah, I like that too. Actually, yeah. Um, okay, from like a professional point of view, this is this is going to probably turn into a bit of a manifesting sesh. But oh, yeah, um, I would really love to play in the hundred again. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. So, um, if an opportunity to join the draft comes up, that would be epic. Because I don't know when the date when the draft. Is, I actually but, have no idea. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. So definitely that. And then I think just maybe rather than a full outcome goal, I think I'm just going to go with like continue to develop my batting game. I think hmm. I got a glimpse of opening the batting this year in the Big Bash and that was like – that was so hectic. Like I haven't done it since I was like 15. So yeah, it was very new to me. So probably off the back of that just try to continue to build. Um, and then personal probably just – um, get a bit more of a plan to set myself up for post-cricketing career, whether that's do another like micro course or, you know, maybe it's the next step of the podcast. Who knows what that looks like? But just to make the most of the time that we have um, outside of, of cricket. What about you? Uh, one of my goals from last year was to well, – this season was to play every game and I've sort of had that stumble now where I missed a few games. So that sort of off-season, pre-season – trying to get the body in the best situation mm. to – I still feel the fittest I've ever felt, but, it like, you can't control it all the time. Yep. You like, can't help some things that happen. So just doing things again to make sure I put myself in the, the right direction to do that. I've also had my eyes on the 100. I feel like yeah. I haven't – I obviously need to be fit enough to, to be allowed to go over and do those situations, but um, I'd love to – play cricket um internationally again and um I played New Zealand in the the Super Smash as well so I I considered trying to get a quick flight over pre and post Christmas um but with the back playing up and the the draw it just didn't really work so um looking at those opportunities just to progress and then personally yeah looking at uh, starting a, a uni degree again and sort of balancing that as well with um I think I I thought I, I bought a house and I thought I was just going to leave it as is. Um, and now I'm getting the itch for a little bit of uh, reno. reno. Yes, so, the block coming to you live. Yes, I've never done any reno. So um, I feel like instead of sitting back and, and thinking of what's next, I'm going to hold on to what I've got and, and see what I can do with it. Oh, I love that. I've yeah. always wanted to do a reno. Want to come and so demolish the kitchen one day with me? When I have a house, I would love. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to gal on the tools, I'll yeah. bring. Anything that I've got in the garage. Yeah, maybe needed. So I'll totally do that. I actually had – do you remember I was telling you – I'll tell you guys. um, I had a dream that I – before I saw your house. So I was like – sorry, let's go outside the dream for a second. (laughs) I was planning on going to Hen's house on like the weekend or whatever to check it out when she first bought it. And in the lead up to that – I had a dream that I went over to your house and I was telling you what to do landscaping yes. wise. You were like, you need. I was like, you need to do this, you need to do this, da 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 da. And I was being just such a bossy biatch, and you got so pissed off at me, and basically told me to shove it. And we kind of had a bit of a fight because I was oh just no. being demanding. So, um, yeah, that didn't happen. I've learned what not to do via my <laughs> dreams. So, um, but I'll be there for sure. Great tools. I'll bring them. Matt, that would be very, very helpful. Um, fave WNCL memory from this season, this year? Oh, um, 
I had a random one that popped up. Hit me. You, um, let me think about it. Midge in the field, round one and two. Oh, yeah. Not with the gloves. Yeah. She took like a catch at point off a reverse sweep or something. Um, <laughs> I they, forgot about that. That's it gold, was really actually. funny. Like I think Australian cricket um, really enjoyed that moment yeah. of seeing um, – Midge back in the field because how she started her career. Yeah. That was one of my yeah favourite memories. It, I remember getting pepper to her on the drive and <laughs> she absolutely – like she caught it very cleanly but I reckon she was slightly like, oh, I haven't done this in a bit. But, yeah, she absolutely nailed it. That, that's actually really great, really good memory. I like that. I, I'm going to have to say literally this week um, watching Georgia Adams and Saskia Hawley belt out a 150-plus run partnership when we were four for 11. Um, they came in clutch and, and hung in there. So to see them, yeah, dig their heels in and, and get the team to a position to almost win the game was probably um, definitely a highlight so far. You presented so. Georgia Adams with a cap? How did that go? I did. Um, it went really well. I Well, I was a little bit nervous, but I reached out to her mum to get a little – um, good luck message back home, which is a nice personal touch. I love when people do that. So I had the chance to and I did it, reached out to Sammy. Um, we love Sammy. And, it, yeah, it was just really nice. Like I, I spoke in the speech about, you know, going over to England and getting to know Gads and the more and more time I spent with her and got to know her character, the more excited I was knowing that when I was going to jump on a plane to, to come home that she'd soon follow. Um, and, yeah, I knew she was just going to to fit right into the team and um yeah she's been amazing to the group so far like you know experience a skill set um and even just a great character to have in the team is is really cool so loving that all right what um does our average week look like as a pro cricketer oh i think we spoke about wanting to do an episode on this so we yeah. have to give it its own app but we can give a bit of a rundown we sure. can sort of maybe um we'll even go through like the app and what oh, yeah. so we have this app called your ams which would make no sense to anyone that isn't in the cricket world but mm. it has like literally our calendar down to the hours the minutes of what our sessions look like and um we can definitely go into more detail of that but oh, yeah. um yeah i feel like we're gonna create um definitely an episode or a video following a week of yeah that'd be cool what Good it looks idea. like for us but quick rundown yeah so um each block of the year kind of looks a bit different so for instance um when we're in season like right now our focus is obviously on playing and performing so there is a more skill focus but we still have to do you know gyms and runs so basically we train monday wednesday oh sorry monday tuesday thursday friday and we mainly play like on a sunday if we're playing grade cricket or if we're traveling away then we get ready to do that. But basically Monday is – is Monday – oh, my God. What like is a Monday? Monday's like a, a quick recovery, um, often the gym in the morning, check in with physios, um, and then it's a like an optional hit. Bowlers often won't bowl yeah, on a Monday. It's a bit shorter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty chill. There might be a meeting after, a review, whatever it may be, um, yeah. to set up for Tuesday to be – Tuesday's sort of that main session. Yeah, Tuesday's a big sesh. So we'll come in, skills mainly, focus, like – Last week I had, I think I had like 42 balls to bowl. So have a decent, big, decent sesh with the ball, have a good bat um, and then we'll do a fielding sesh. We don't usually gym on a Tuesday. No, no gym. Um, And then it sort of transitions to sometimes there might be a run if some Mm. people need to get it in. Top up. Sometimes it's on a Monday. Like it changes. So and you'll hear this with any athlete, like every week changes, which is the exciting part about it. But 
Thursdays are sort of a, a focused skill session. So it's a often shorter, sharper, might turn into a center wicket, might turn into some bat vivo ball competitions. Um, and then we'll often have a bigger fielding session, yeah. which is um, at the moment we've been, um, especially in preseason, where we did hour and a half fielding sessions because obviously – as a 50 oversight, we spent three hours in the field, but we were doing 40-minute fielding sessions. So we're recognising um, let's do some longer fielding and see how we can hold our intensity. And then Fridays come in, another gym. Um, a nice big gym. It's the nice big one of the yeah, week. Yeah, and then into a lovely. nice lovely run, um, either pre or post gym, de- depending on, and then jump in the nets and have a hit. Yep. Good yeah. recovery at the end of the day to finish the week. Yeah, that's kind of usually what our week looks like in season, I would say. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll how do an app on it? Yeah, we'll we'll um. That was kind we'll of scattered, content but out. hopefully you got enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ex housemate, good friend of the show, Lauren Cheadle. She just made her debut in a test match. Um, how excited were you when Cheats got presented a cap and got when she told you the news that she got called up to the Aussie team? Yeah, she. Uh, I sent her a message. She uh, is so is such a Cheats thing to just not tell you. Um, even if I was living with her. Um, you, you wouldn't get anything from her because cricket.com yeah I literally it came off my Instagram we were in Adelaide and I think you guys were at home and I, I saw the news and I sent a message straight away and um yeah in like emotion straight away in yeah. terms of how excited um seeing probably a, a bit closer than most the the work over the last um we lived together for for close to two years so a lot of that in COVID meant a lot of sessions together a lot of moments um which we we had to battle through um together as a unit and was happy to be there by our side um so the moment that this situation came up where she was heading to India and then let alone um a baggy green was in question um I was speaking to her the night before we'll just send some silly snapchats as we do (laughs) just um uh, she was just chilling in her room and uh she didn't give me anything and I I wasn't going to ask I was like there's this is um, obviously if it's not the case, it, it's a pretty, um, yeah, obviously she's gone over there for the test. Yeah. So if she's not getting a baggy green, I don't really want to bring it up. So mm. I was happy to wait um, and I just sent her a message the morning of um, saying whatever capacity I think where you wear your whites in, um, you're meant to be there, whether it's um, you end up running drinks or you end up running That's really um, nice. out there. That's really nice. Um, so the fact that I was literally – I, I was waiting for the toss news. I was sitting at home. I was eating scrambled eggs on toast and I was waiting for <laughs> cricket.com to release the team and yeah. they didn't release it till like 10 minutes before the game. Yeah. And I was like, come on, like I need to know. Because with the men's, they announce it like days 45, before. Yeah, hey. or they they release the, it definitely at least like, 45 minutes yeah. before. Um, but understandable conditions and stuff. And then she finally, I saw the the photo and um, the bag of green. I think it would have been pretty special that Pez also yeah, totally. um, presented a cap. I'd love to um, see the the words that were spoken there as well, which mm. would be incredibly special. They're very good mates. So, um, yeah, a surreal moment for cheats. Obviously, day one is is done currently as we record this, and um, I can't wait for that moment. The fingers bloody crossed that yeah. she uh, knocks someone's poles over. Yeah, surely. Um, speaking of, or I mean, whilst we're on the topic of, um, that India Oz series, thoughts on India Oz series not being points based like the Ashes? Oh, I didn't realise this. I thought, yeah, I, I assumed it I was don't kind know. of like a, it yeah, was. Multi-format series. Yeah. It's, um, as known before, but from my understanding, which is, is pretty minimal, is that it's yeah, just yeah. No. <laughs> two points for every game. I feel like that's the situation. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, it doesn't put that focus on the test match of, um, you know, if there's one in there for a reason, you want it to um, try to be one pretty much. And 
um, have that. I think in the Ashes, it's four points for the test. Yeah, I think so. Two yeah. for everything else. So, of course, you want that enticing nature towards the test match. And um, if you've got a sniff of starting off a series 4-0, um, it's a pretty big lead. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's common, maybe not common sense, but a common practice in a, a series like this to, to make it a – a point series like the Ashes, I think we see the excitement of the Ashes, the fact that the Aussies won the test match and then England mm-hmm. ended up tying the series because they played so well across the other formats, but it forced England to totally. to play their hand like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a shame that it's not, but like it would have, yeah, made it more interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it does In have an future. impact. Totally. Yeah. Um, um, should the WBBL run longer? Um, to be honest. TBH, no, I actually don't think so. I think this year was really busy and there was a lot of fatigue going around. And, I mean, you look at other tournaments around the globe, the 100, that's only, what, eight or I think so, games, yeah. Similar to the WPL. And I think that the calendar year is already so busy. I don't think extending the tournament is going to be enticing for internationals to come and play and we want to have the best quality um, franchise um, cricket going around and I think if we if we lengthen it and yeah unless there's kind of compensation in terms of pay um, I just don't think it's going to be appealing for um, internationals to want to come and and also from a um, playing point of view it's it's a really intense tournament and I think the moment where we're almost at the sweet spot, I reckon um, it could potentially be reduced and I'd really love to see T20 format in our state colours. Um, that would that would be really exciting and um, something that, yeah, a lot of the, the players are, are starting to talk about and, and want. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, uh, I completely agree. I think we're actually moving towards let's shorten WBBL, keep it exciting, keep it the best competition around the world and let's see – whatever games move away from that and even add extra games into the domestic summer for us to play more cricket, it doesn't then seem like we're taking away um, cricket. We've fought so hard to ask to be able to play as professional female cricketers. So, yeah. It, yeah, it, it's, to be honest, like, it is really about competing with the other leagues going on around the globe and um, that's one thing that, that kind of is enticing is the fact that these tournaments like the 100 WPL are shorter. Um, so internationals can fly in and out. But, yeah, it's not about taking away games. Um, we still want the same amount of games in the calendar year in terms of Australian domestic cricket. It's just about um, maybe we can put them elsewhere, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you got any favourite Christmas oh. traditions was one of the questions. Well, that's fun. I love that, actually. Festive. Um, yeah, actually, Mum oh, Mum always makes a really good Wombok salad. Oh. Yeah, that's just like the thing. Um, and we also just have sticky date pudding most of the time. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll have it this year. We're going to um, – and I don't, I don't remember having it last year, to be honest. Maybe it's not <laughs> a good tradition. But whenever I'm at home, we'll always have one box salad and okay. sticky date pudding for dessert. Yeah. What nice. about you? Um, Mum loves like the beetroot feta salad. Oh, yes. That's up there. Yeah. Um, but we've always been a family 
um, that does like a big breakfast instead of a oh, lunch. Really? I love that. So we all like do like eggs, bacon, hash browns, that sort of situation for like a mid-morning breakfast. Yeah. Um, I've started taking my coffee machine over and making coffees for everyone in the morning. That is a great um, shout. Yeah, literally sticky tape everything closed yeah. and like clean your tray yeah. and you chuck it in the, the back seat and love take the coffee that. machine. With the seatbelt over. Yeah, precious yeah, I card. I actually had to buy a new coffee machine recently. It was hard, but um, parting with my my trusty oh, one. But it was an expensive why? day. Um, cockroaches ate through the fuse. <gasps> no. Yeah, and he took it home. Um, my housemate took it home to her dad, who's like pretty handy, and uh, he opened up the fuse box, and it like had been chewed to shreds, and we have no idea how that came about. So I had to buy a whole oh new coffee God. machine. Oh, that's cooked. Fun. That's um, really annoying. Yeah. But and you had to, yeah. Yeah. And I had to figure no out insurance. a whole new coffee machine. No. Oh, um, but I'll yeah. Ask, I'll ask next time. Yeah. Um, or oh, any more Christmas traditions? Sorry. No, just the big breakfast instead. I wish yeah. I had like, I actually just saw a TikTok. This guy was talking about he had a Christmas tradition with his dad where he wakes up really early and because he like lives in this like granny flat on this house. When he comes in, he has to, like, his dad and him play hide and seek and he has to, like, find his dad. <laughs> so he, like, his dad set up, like, a booby trap so he could, like, hear where his son was going to find him. So, like, when he opened the door, all these cans, like, fell down. And, That's great. And then he was, like, running around the house, like, looking for his dad. This guy was, like, in his late 20s kind of finding his dad. So really cute to see fun family Christmas traditions like that. But um, next one, how do you deal with performance anxiety? Yeah, look, I'd never had any performance anxiety growing up. Um, I never got nervous. Like I, I don't know, I can't pinpoint any reason. Um, but then I took my mental health break away from cricket and obviously that made me realise a lot more of um, in tune of my feelings and, and what I was going through and the anxiety that sort of was um, coming up in everyday life, let alone in sport. And I came back for my first few games and ended up having to come back from an injury as well. And I, my performance anxiety went through the roof. I thought that I had to be back at this um, place where I was beforehand. I was putting so much pressure on myself um, and it, just nothing went to plan because I thought that's my benchmark of where I had to be. So um, one of the main things uh, I started doing was a moment when I got to the ground understanding um, – I, I was always someone who got to the ground and was like, oh, I've played well here before. Mm. Um, this is really nice. Uh, like da da da. Or remembering, yeah, getting hit at like North a bit Sydney. Of visualization kind of stuff. Yeah, like I was trying to bring in the positive memories of what the ground had held for me beforehand, and trying to block out the negative, so mm. that it was sort of transitioning to then when I was on the field, um, I had already practiced in this very moment. Um, being able to block out the the negative thoughts and only realise the positive and um, yeah nothing else changed in my preparation that was a, a just a thing I started doing and, mm. and people were always like well what are you doing like I would get there early and do like no extra prep but I sort of just be hanging around like doing little things and I was actually just thinking um, yeah, okay. and visualising which was something I um, had never really done before never looked into um, and one of the other things was sort of actually creating a routine. Um, I was never fast. I would I would get a coffee some mornings. I would eat breakfast some mornings. I wouldn't. I'd like and and I just changed and actually started having a routine because yeah. um, that sort of created an aspect for me that um, I was able to control. Um, but also because I hadn't had a routine before, it didn't bother me if it got whacked out because I was like, well, I've done yeah. this before and been fine. So yeah. Um, 
yeah, they're sort of the little things for me. I feel like you look at the best athletes in the world and they always have a routine. Um, you know, we've done work with our sports psychologist and um, she's always harped on about having a sport, having a, a routine. And I think that's something that that you can control and you talk about yeah. control the controllables and if you can have something that you can always um, go to to have consistency in because in sport is so inconsistent, performance, opposition, ev- there's so many different cogs um, turning that, that can affect the game. So when you've got full control of something like having a routine, I think it's really important to, to maintain consistency with that. So, um, But yeah, I, I would say, um, yeah, routine for me. In terms of the way I go about, yeah, warm up or prep or even just like I wake up, I always wake up an hour before we leave every time, um, make sure that my bag's packed a certain way and so that I don't have to worry about forgetting my kit because I've done that before. (laughs) You only learn through failure. But I think one thing that's really important for me in terms of dealing with performance anxiety is trying to have a bit of fun and, and just really relax and not get too worked up about the anticipation to, to perform I think for me is um, really important just just having fun and enjoying company with my teammates until it's go time because yeah I find that like when I'm playing my best cricket it's usually when I'm having fun so I just try to make things really fun and light-hearted because um, I've actually been meaning to chat to you about this but that video about you talking about um the pressure is a privilege, I think, oh, is something yeah. that I always come back to. Moon spoke about it, actually, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think just understanding how lucky we are to be in situations like that kind of make you realise that the pressure that you're feeling from performing isn't real pressure. Real pressure is not being able to pay for food or not being able to, you know, having a sick family member and things like that going on outside. So I think trying to get perspective on the situation and keep things as kind of lighthearted as possible um, yeah. is how I would go about dealing with performance anxiety. It's um, it's cool to see that and we have a lot of teammates that deal with it differently and you sort of understand how they start to deal with it as well mm. and um, you can help each other out. Like I know that when you're up and about and bubbly – you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah, so if yeah. I can annoy you to get you bubbly and <laughs> up and about, it's pretty easy. Yeah. And then I walk onto the field playing against you and you, you Yeah, absolutely. I always find that when I like when people chat to me out there in the middle, I'm like, Yes, this yeah. is good. Because, you're trying to chat yeah. to me and I'm like, Mado, don't want to talk. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway. Um, um would you like a four day domestic competition and I'm assuming then on the international level, three to five test matches a year. Is that the next step? I was actually talking to someone about this recently because I have had my soul absolutely crushed playing longer format cricket. Like both times that I've played England, I've basically just fielded for three days and it is so unappealing. So, but I mean, I know I'm kind of being the villain here because I I love watching test matches and I love, yeah, I love seeing our girls play, play test matches and things like that, but... Yeah, I mean, I just love T20 cricket and I'm just going to speak my true, honest thoughts here. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't want to spend long times in the field. Mm. It's TBH, but I mean, like, yeah. It's it's I'm almost seen, honest. yeah, it's almost seen as this natural progression that... I don't for, know how the guys do it. No, but they've grown up doing it. Yeah. They've grown up playing two-day cricket every weekend for the whole of summer plus training four days a week. And, like, as kids, that's what they grew up 
doing and that's what their rep cricket looked like whereas ours looked like two T20s or um, something. It was so different and, yeah, the idea of um, playing. I'll lean into it. Yeah, the idea of maybe training for it a bit more, um, maybe it means we bowl um, a little bit longer or we play it once and get an understanding because I've never played longer than a 50-over game. Mm. It's um, And that's the case Would for so many like people. It? I would love to experience it because as a player um, – as a player, I've always loved watching it. Mm. So I'd love to lean into the fact of having four slips or whatever it may be. Like yeah, that true. sort of situation um, entices me a lot. But I would struggle mentally 100% to um, learn the grips of what it takes to be a test cricketer um, or a long format cricketer and how that transition looks. I have no idea because I don't think it's a short-term thing. Mm. I don't think in the next year, two to three yep. years, we're going to have long format cricket in domestic competitions because yeah. it takes a lot – for our bodies to become accustomed to that and it we haven't prepped for that yet. So, yeah, totally. um, and I know I, I beat around it there, but there's parts of me, of course, that want to try and, and play it. And I haven't played three-day games yeah. and, and stuff like you've been um, a part of before. So I, I have no taste. So of course, I want to taste, but um, there's parts of me as well that I love T20 cricket yeah. and 50 over cricket. So I'm pretty happy. To be fair, I think they're like, despite those experiences being like, soul crushing <laughs> um no they were freaking awesome I have to say like they were they were actually really cool I think one thing that I really enjoyed the most about the experience um was probably the prep leading up to it and just learning because like we haven't played much red ball cricket learning about how you can bowl a wobble seam if you know you've been out there for 60 overs you know how can I get the most out of this ball so learning a different skill from that point of view even like ball management even like tactically knowing when to release the pressure knowing when to put on the pressure like it's a totally different game so I really valued learning those experiences Um, but I think yeah I think it's just the kind of mental aspect and like you just said we aren't we haven't grown up doing it so I think maybe my feelings would change if we have a bit more prep leading into it you know training a bit different and starting to transition into the longer format and sort of um, preparing ourselves for it because yeah both times we've only had a a few weeks kind of lead in and that's not enough to kind of get you prepared for a test match so um, yeah I'll definitely lean into it but the thing that really doesn't appeal to me is being in the field for long periods of time. Yeah, it's um even like I've been a part of two test matches with the Australian squad happily um, with the vest on and even in that prep like you spoke about, it's really cool to learn and mm, totally. be interested. But um, I was always told like you're, you're not playing the test. So I was still bowling with a red ball or pink ball or whatnot and not even buying into the tactics. I was yeah. just pretty much acting as a net bowler and still prepping for T20 cricket or, or whatnot um, or going back to state land and, and stuff like that. So um, I've still never had that initiation. I've, mm. I've sat there and watched a test match and been a part of the review and whatnot and like we were yeah, on the yeah. Gold Coast and different aspects of it. But um there's still so much that you just have no idea about. Um, yeah, totally. Even like so we had Starkey come in and be like, you can do this and yeah. um, these like these are long spikes and like different situations and yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. It's, it's actually something that I took like recently, the prep leading into from the England um, series. 
something that I took from that was that wobble ball stuff. So, yeah. you know, you, sometimes, like, for instance, Junction, Absolute Road, you can't really get a whole lot out of it. So how can I kind of, when the ball's not swinging, when there's no nip, like, learning that wobble seam, that's something that I probably wouldn't have considered before. Yeah. Which is probably a no-brainer for, for guys listening to this or, you know, who bowl with a red ball or um, have experience in, in that space. But, um yeah, I think it, that that's definitely really cool to, to be able to transition the skills from um, preparing for a test match um, into our WNCL. But um, next one, should we be able to use professional athlete status as a platform to raise awareness for world issues? Obviously, there's been a little bit in the media recently around Usman Khawaja and um, his profile and how he was using it. And of course, I'm under the impression that um, yes, we're contracted to be um, under Cricket Australia and, and we're very lucky to be a part of um, cricket as a whole and supported. Um, but I'm always for people first, cricket a second. And totally. I think I've got to um, continue that mindset with every aspect of life. And that does mean that um, as people, we, we should be able to, to use our platform and, um, and express values that we we've decided we've grown up with. Yeah. Um, and yeah, express what then makes us the people we are, and it's part of that vulnerable, like vulnerability piece of you want to see the real athlete. That's part of it. That's mm-hmm. what they support. Um, I think Megan Shoot does an incredible job at it. Um, I've had yep. many conversations with Shooter over the years of what she's passionate about, and um, she creates a, a really safe space for people around her to to want to um, buy in and have those conversations. Uses her social media, so um, we've definitely got some really good role models out there that that do it well. But I am under the opinion that you should um, yeah have access to your freedom on your own platform yeah I agree as well it is a it is a tough one because I think as players we're really lucky that we do have this platform and this voice and I think yeah I think it is really important to to voice um, your values and, and what you stand up for and, and believe in but at the end of the day though there are also rules and things that we have to kind of bite the bullet sometimes and and yeah, it is really unfair at times, but I think it's been really great to see the support that Usman, for instance, has been has been given around the issue. So um, it's great to, to see that um, everyone's getting around him. What is the most adventurous thing you've done so far? Um, I did indoor skydiving recently. Oh. Yeah. I have a fear of falling. Yeah, same. I, I just can't. like that. I actually didn't like the indoor skydiving, to be yeah, honest. Okay. I know I came into that red hot then, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Mm, but you Something did Something in that that just isn't for me. Um, I thought I was going to dislocate my shoulders, to be honest, because like you have to go out in a big star. Oh, and you're so vulnerable. Your shoulder sockets are vulnerable. Not made as for hell. cricketers. So I was like. I was like trying Your to get shoulders. my set and like already, um, and yeah, but and I'm also scared of the falling bit, the drop. Like the drop. I hate the feeling. Um, but that was cool. That was like something different for sure. Yeah, um, I'm a pretty safe person. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty boring. I'm a bit of a pussy. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed. Which is fine to talk about this, but um. I will because it's not it's not that I adventurous. It but um, Annika Lee and my housemate has a um, 
property up north oh, near Coffs. You've been, yeah, yeah it's a bit Coffs Harbour and the quads. Yes, um, the quad and lights. we went up there in. Um, it was during the season, sometime this year. I can't actually remember. It was one of the long weekends. Oh, July, okay. June, June, okay, one, yeah. one of them. Um, I wasn't here. I don't know why I was talking like I was here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this time I yeah. had time up. Um, but we got on the quads, and I'm not a country girl. I really want to be, but I'm not a country girl. I didn't grow up in the country, but um, never really been on the quads unless I'm with Annie. And she's like, "Let's go forward driving with the quads." <laughs> and we went on the That's old. So dangerous. Yeah, we went on the old fire tracks, and we're proper like wheels off the ground at times. Yeah. Um, shit scared, but she was pretty impressed that I didn't absolutely fall off and Holy break a leg. Hell. But um, that's probably the most adventurous thing um i've done but annie was all for it she's a absolute adrenaline junkie um but yeah that's probably it was pretty silly but i had so much fun and i would do it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is so good uh okay Um, i I was i was gonna say i so i grew up as a horsey girly Mm -hmm. and unknowingly made an adventurous move but jumped on this horse that dad's mate got called pony express and we thought Pony Express was had been ridden a lot because why else would you say, hey, you know, get your nine-year-old daughter to jump on this horse that I found for you. Um, anyway, Pony Express did not have any mouth and no matter how hard I pulled the reins, Pony Express would not slow down and I was going round and round, faster and faster in this tiny round yard on this little pony. Um, And dad just told me to hang on to the saddle. So I just hung on and he like, when it came near him, he just grabbed it and like basically held it and like stopped the horse. And then I just jumped off and um, that was very adventurous. And slightly slightly scarring, but um, Pony Express went back to dad's (laughs) mate and was never to be seen again. What butter do you find most difficult to bowl to? I actually think mine changed this year from WBBL. Okay. Amelia Kerr. Oh, really? Mm. She got you? Yeah, she got me good. Heat got me good both times. How good is she over cover butt? Oh, so annoying. And I had to bowl to her in the surge both times when she was like set. Um... I feel like I was a bit worried about her lap as well. Like mm, she just did she's everything. She's a proper 360 girly, isn't she? Yeah, and then the little like dink down past third. Um, yeah, really struggled to bowl to her this year. Because if I was going to say, because if you go Yorker, she'll probably lap. She'll paddle. You, you go, go pace off, she'll probably fucking she smash She beats it over the, the gap between long on and mid wicket. And then um, when she's I would bowl good. on the third, she'd just back away and absolutely whack me over cover um yeah not fun she's one of those players who you probably have to change what you bowl every ball yes Do you know what I mean 100 yeah whereas like sometimes you can kind of get away with just going pace off if someone's like really good with hard hand like yeah if someone goes hard hands and yeah okay I mean like her that's a sneaky one mm. I wouldn't have thought that um I'm gonna have to say Laris yeah it's like still she stands. just has just tapped me so much like you miss a Yorker by the tiniest amount six midwicket yeah bang see ya first ball do it again all right sweet over the boundary again for you um yeah <laughs> do you like meeting people at games or do you like to keep it low profile my god it's, I think it's one of the best parts 100% love it love seeing she's in the game we love that friends in the, the crowd signs. the signs were oh, adorable so um, yeah, no low profile. At all. I'll be there until the lights turn off if I if there's people yeah. to talk to. So um, it's a little bit hard if you've been Whacked. absolutely smashed mm. and you've had a really crap game and like 
you're feeling really flat because the team's lost. But yeah, so sorry if we're a little mopey, but like we actually do really enjoy it. I think like I always think about like being a young girl and how much that would mean like for the players to hang around and always think about how the smallest of actions create such a big impact to people. So, yeah, what about you? Yeah, I think as soon as we get off the field, our manager's always there with a bag full of Sharpies and um, you head across and, and have conversations. You're checking in, asking people if they're going to school tomorrow or they get mm-hmm. the day off and just little things like that. Um, selfies, there's the trading cards. There's so many different aspects. The bloody big head signs that there were this year, that was a, um, that's a stitch up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just like the different conversations you start to have with fans totally. but also then you see the same ones a few times. Yeah, I was going to say it's really nice when you see um, similar faces yeah, back to it, back. it makes it so exciting um, that they're sort of going through that journey with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely love it and, yeah, I don't want it to ever be low profile. Yeah. I think if uh, they want to wait and hang around and, and say hello and um, it's always hard as well because you're trying to balance that with seeing family and mm. um, you sort of say hello to your family and have a chat and then you keep moving and you come back to your fam and, yeah, um, yeah if we all have ever run past, it's because we're always trying to help someone mm. and um, do something for, for somebody else. So we do do it. Yeah. We do try our best. None of it's possible without, like, the support and and fans watching cricket you know what I mean like um we want people on the ground as well that's yeah, that's the totally. exciting part yeah I think yeah it's freaking awesome love you guys Illy um oh I like this India v I mean it might be well, at the it moment be still interesting a- like it's day two at the moment I don't know when we're gonna release this but let's talk about India v Oz test match predictions yeah I think well, knowing what we know now, which for the, the people at home is currently day one is done. So um, Aussies got 219, England uh, one for 98 from memory. Um, Shivali Verma is out. It's going to be out. day, I reckon, today. It's going to be, I think it actually, yeah, I think India's going to bat all day. Um, and I think because of the swing bowlers that they have and how well they've been bowling, if they can bat majority of the day and have the Aussies bat for mm. like – five overs yeah I think that's what they'll do because they're going to put the way they've been scoring if they bat all day they'll have a lead of probably yeah. 100 to 200 I reckon they'll send the Aussies back in or if they um yeah I think that's what's going to happen and then I think Tali McGrath is going to score 100 I like that and she just looks so solid in the first innings. Yep. And then that Lich I mean that well, diamond duck she'd be she's going to be fine and belly be it. absolutely heaving yes i also think lich is going to take a screamer under the short leg oh is she short leg yeah i love that okay um so i'm waiting for that what's another prediction i think at least perry i think has been a bit disappointed with her first spell Mm. but i back her 100 percent. i reckon she's going to take three for not many in the second in the sorry in the first innings like today yeah that's my. I reckon our girl Lauren Cheadle's going to take a couple. Yeah, polls please yeah, for cheats. I reckon. Um, how what they eighty balls until there's a new ball. Hey, eighty overs. 80 overs so I mean. there's sixty overs left. Yeah, okay, that's a lot. I was going to say, it'd be sick to see cheats come on with the second new ball and just finish it off. Mm. Yeah, but then that means India will be batting for a long time, long. which I don't want to happen. Um, bit of reverse. I reckon swing, maybe. Midge. Is gonna turn up? Yeah, I reckon she's big. really due. Mm. Um, yeah, I wonder how she's going with her finger. Yeah, yeah. she seems alright. I'm 
I watched pretty much most of the game. She seems all right. I know she didn't keep until um, she got over there just to protect it as much mm. as possible. So she's done all the right things to yeah. look after it. Um, I like your predictions, actually. I just want to copy those. I'm pretty rogue. I just no, think and great. go with it. But um, Yeah, I, I reckon well, I reckon Lich is going to do well with the bat and Midge. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Our, Lich has got redemption on her mind from mm. being run out. Yeah. Maybe, oh my God, what if she runs out moons in the second innings? <laughs> How crazy would that be? <laughs> Drama. No. Weber. I will this test match is brought so to you by Weber Barbecues. Oh my God. Um, Last question. This one is actually for you, yeah, Mado. I was going to say it'd be weird if I asked this. Yeah. Although, no. Don't. Uh, yeah. I'm not writing you off here. Yeah, I haven't batted in a while. I'd love to be able to bat, but. Um, yeah, you this can. one, I can't, I mean, just actually be able to bat for a pe- yeah, okay. period of time. But um, are you working on your technique at all to sort of suit that opener's role? Um, Is that going to be something you work on for next year? I actually would really like to train facing a new ball a bit more than what I do, which yep. is anything really, because I don't face it at all. Um, so any little bit would help. But yeah, probably just getting used to a ball nipping around a little bit more. So or even just like how can I be – if I do – I mean I may never ever open again, but one thing that I would like to do is kind of move around a bit, maybe put myself in a position to, to access the gaps more. I think when I, I started to work it out a little bit when I was facing facing Ishmael um, in Tassie, just giving myself a little bit of room, maybe taking leg stump that kind of opens up, up the off a little bit more um, because then it kind of means that – if I was standing on middle or, or off, then she would be bowling at me a little bit more. So just trying to be really proactive and, yeah, learn how to access the gaps but still back myself and, and hit the ball hard. So um, I just think, yeah, just a bit of practice um, because, yeah, everything was kind of a bit new. But Yeah. Well, there's plenty of, like, practice games in pre-season as well. super technical. Like, I think no, not at we're all. at a point in our careers where, like, we've done so much technique. Work. And also sometimes technique doesn't – mean jack doesn't have to look look pretty if it still goes over the fence yeah look at how he holds the bat do you know what i mean so um i think it's just probably practicing scenarios um in the nets even because usually the scenarios that i would practice if i was um doing a very specific training session would would be yeah that role at six seven eight um which is sweepers out getting up and down and putting away the bad ball um so there's just there's just not as many gaps when you're an opener. It's usually a dot or four most of the time if you look yeah. at um, how others go about it too. So yeah, well, yeah. thank you everyone for your uh, questions once again. A good balance as well. Good yeah, mix. Yeah, love that. Um, yeah, some great questions uh, coming through as always. So um, we do appreciate all of your support um, over the year, and I hope you enjoy. And yeah, we look forward to the next time you tune in. Thanks so much, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.